Welcome to the Lean Solutions Podcast, where we discuss business solutions to help listeners develop and implement action plans for true lean process improvement. I am your host, Patrick Adams. The most dangerous phrase in our language is we've always done it this way. There are an awful lot of posers out there, people that do lean because they're mandated to do it, they think it will work. How stable are you today? What are your goals? Are you generating small, simple improvements? There are very few people that embrace lean with their full heart, head, and emotion. Let's imagine that your current output is top-notch. Is that enough to stop innovating and stop reaching for more? Patrick's book uncovers the essence of what those organizations look like and what the posers look like. Caution, are you in the fake zone or the real zone? Order your copy today at avoidcontinuousappearance.com. Hello and welcome to the Lean Solutions Podcast. My name is Patrick Adams and we are in episode 29 where today we're going to be taking a question out of my book, uh, Avoiding the Continuous Appearance Trap, which you can get on Amazon. And uh, you can grab the Kindle version, you can grab the paperback. We're also working on an audio book right now, as well as a workbook. Uh, but this is uh, episode 29, and today I'm going to dive into uh, question number two, which is where are your leaders spending their time? And we're going to talk about leader standard work specifically, but we also talk about De- Dr. Jeffrey Liker's leadership development model, as well as uh, what lean leaders can do to help support a lean culture. So enjoy this episode of the Lean Solutions Podcast. So early in my career, I worked for two companies. And if you were to walk into both of these companies, they would look very, very similar. Uh, Both had visual management and similar KPIs of safety, cost, quality, and delivery. Both had similar org structures, right? Um, And in walking into these two companies, it would be hard to determine the difference in their approach to business solutions. One of the companies had a true culture of continuous improvement, while the other had what I like to call a culture of continuous appearance. Underneath all of the floor tape, the pretty scorecards, the lean posters, was a very toxic culture where people hated to work. The company had high turnover, there was no stability. This this company appeared to have it all together, but underneath, They were just struggling with flavor of the month activities. Uh, They had no real sustainment of their initiatives. I'm sure some of you know exactly what I'm talking about because either you're currently experiencing this or you have in the past. So let me take a a minute to just read a a paragraph out of question two. This is the question that we're gonna cover today. Uh, The question is, where are your leaders spending your time? Where are your leaders spending their time? So this is question two of 12 questions out of the book, but let me just take a minute to read this opening paragraph. One of the first things I ask my coaching clients is to send me a screenshot of their calendar. This may seem weird, but it helps to start a conversation about their priorities. For example, many of us say we put family first, but how many of us actually block time in our calendars for family? Or maybe you say that health is important, If we open your calendar, will we see that you block time to work out? To get our priorities straight, 
we have to begin by taking stock of where we spend our time. We may need to change where we're spending our time if we want a different result. It's the same for our continuous improvement initiatives. So again, this is an opening to question two, which we're gonna be covering in detail today. Where are your leaders spending your time? So in order to get into this, I think we have to take inventory ourselves, right? So what does your day look like? Right, if, if I was to open your calendar, if we were to look inside your calendar, what would we see? Would we see hours and hours of meetings, right? Or better yet, what if I was to follow you around for an entire day, for an entire week, and just take note of where you spend your time? What would we find? Right? Would we find a ton of firefighting? Would we see you stuck in the weeds working on things that maybe shouldn't be worked on by someone like you? How many hours of actions are you spending doing things that are not in alignment with your company's long-term vision or goals? Right? That's, that's what we're looking for. Where are you spending your time? And you have to be honest. You have to be genuine when you answer that question. Right? Where are you spending your time? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting different results. How many companies think they, continue to, they can continue to manage in the same way, doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting a different result? Do you know how many leaders that I've heard yelling from a conference room or from a corner office, right, or, or email in all capital letters, why are we missing our goals? Why are we missing our goals? Well, when was the last time that you went out to the place where the value at work is being done and watched, just watched, right? Because I bet if you spent more time there then those people that are screaming and yelling about their goals would see exactly why they're missing their goals. One of the greatest barriers to establishing a true culture of continuous improvement is that leaders avoid spending time in the place where the value-add work is being done. I was just talking to a plant manager recently uh, who said to me, I can't even go out on the production floor, not even for a minute, because I'm bombarded with all of these questions. A five-minute planned walk turns into two hours, so there's just no way that I can go do that. You know, my response is, maybe seems harsh, but it seems to me that your team doesn't have clarity on what's expected, right? I mean, they have questions. Shouldn't it alarm you that your team feels like they're in the dark? You can't continue to manage the same way that you've always have and expect something different to happen. You must be intentional to change your habits, especially as leaders. If you ever wondered why we see so many lean improvements come and go? In order to support a new business system, right? If you have a new business system, a new lean philosophy that you're introducing into your company, right? Then we need to have a different leadership system. We need to have a different management system. If you don't, if you try to incorporate a new business system with the same old leadership system, the same old management system, it's going to fall apart. If you manage the same way, with the same meetings, the same metrics, you're going to get the same behaviors, the same beliefs, and the same results. 
So unless we change the way that we manage, we're going to fail at lean. If you want to succeed at lean, then you need to manage differently. So let's talk about that. What does a good leader do? What does a good leader do? Not only that, but what should a leader be doing to support the culture that you want to achieve? Right? If you want to develop a learning culture, what should a leader be doing to help support that? Right? What should a leader be doing to support the long-term vision that you have as a company? I love this keynote. I want to play it for you just to uh, introduce what we're going to be talking about here. So listen in. If you want to change the world, start off by making your bed. If you make your bed every morning, you will have accomplished the first task of the day. It will give you a small sense of pride and it will encourage you to do another task and another and another. And by the end of the day, that one task completed will have turned into many tasks completed. Making your bed will also reinforce the fact that the little things in life matter. If you can't do the little things right, you'll never be able to do the big things right. Mm. And if by chance you have a miserable day, you will come home to a bed that is made. That you made. And a made bed gives you encouragement that tomorrow will be better. The little things matter, right? The little things, incremental little things every day turn into big things, right? So that's important because we're going to be talking about leader standard work, which might be new for some of you. So we'll talk about what that means as we dive in here. But before we do that, I want to talk about Dr. Jeffrey Liker's leadership development model. This model gives uh, leaders, helps leaders to understand what they should be doing to support a true lean culture. Okay, so when leaders adopt this model as their system, right, their way of managing, amazing things can happen. The first area of development for leaders is to commit to self-development. The second is to coach and develop others. The third is to support daily Kaizen. And the final development area is for leaders to create vision and align goals. Let's dive into these in detail. So the first of the steps is to commit to self-development. Now you may have been thinking that I was going to just start throwing out some great lean resources for you to go check out, right? Wrong. Your self-development is about, well, you, right? I mean, your development needs are going to be different than my self-development needs. So we need to understand what our own personal self-development needs are, right? Maslow's hierarchy of needs explains that each of our needs in detail, okay? So if you study this model and compare your needs to the ones illustrated, you have to ask yourself, do you have a strong foundation, right? Personal development is a lifelong process. It's a way for people to assess their skills and their qualities, consider their aims in life, and set goals in order to realize and maximize their potential. In 1970, Maslow suggested that all individuals have this inbuilt need for personal development, which occurs through a process called self-actualization. The extent to which people are able to develop depends on certain needs being met. And these needs form a hierarchy. Only when the first level of needs are met can someone move to the next level, right? The level of need motivating someone's behavior at any one time could also change. 
So what I'm trying to tell you is that you can't begin to develop your leadership skills if you're struggling with the security of health, work, money, family, right? Your basic needs of sleep, relaxation, activity, and exercise are so important. They're foundational to developing your leadership skills, right? So these have to come first. This is so important. There's five steps to managing your personal development following the PDCA cycle or PDSA, Plan, Do, Check, Act, Plan, Do, Study, Act. So the first thing we need to do is create a vision for where we want to be in the future. And this really will become your true north, right? Every decision should be aligned with this true north. Most of us find it easy to motivate ourselves to learn and improve if we have a purpose in doing so. Your personal vision will give you a clear idea of where you want to be in a few months or a few years. And it'll also tell you why, right? So this is a crucial part in developing this purpose. Okay, so next, you want to plan your personal development. Once you're clear on where you want to be, right, you can start planning how to get there. Who do you need to meet? What books or podcasts should you listen to? What mentors do you need to reach out to? And on what topics? Drawing up a personal development plan, it's, it's not essential, but it is important to getting you where you need to go. So what I normally do is I put together a one-year plan with 90-day PDCA cycles. Um, next, you need to do the plan, right? You have to actually take action, right? Don't wait to get started. You can adjust as needed. It's often a good idea to keep a record of your personal development too. This moves us right into the check phase. So by writing down key development uh, in your learning and your development, when they occur, th then you're able to look back and reflect right, on your successes at a later date. Right? You can look at how you can look and check in on what you've learned on your journey. Regular review of your personal development plans and your development activities will ensure that you've learned from what you've done. Acting on these results is key, and this is the last one, right? The action. It will also ensure that the activities continue to move you toward your goals and that your goals or your visions remain relevant to you. All right, number two. So now that you understand the importance of self-development, be sure not to skip it, obviously, but for now, let's move on to step number two, coaching and developing others. The Center for Creative Leadership gave us five areas to assess ourselves as effective leaders developing others. The first one is relationships. How well do you establish boundaries and build trust? This cannot be done from your desk, friends. You need to go to the Gemba. Go to your team members, where they are, and spend time with them. Ask them to show you how they do their job. Show genuine interest in the work and in their personal lives. This is so key, right? Genuine interest, okay? The next one is assessment. Do you skillfully help others gain self-awareness and insight? Your team should see you and hear from you daily, okay? Uh, set up regular cadence for positive and constructive feedback for your team members. A good leader doesn't just tell, right? Ask strategic questions to help your team members realize opportunities for improvement themselves and then give them the credit. All right, the third area is challenge. Do you effectively challenge the thinking and the assumptions of others? 
You have to be careful with this one because you don't want your team to think you're micromanaging them. Their learning will come through, your own, through their own mistakes. Allow them to experiment, but challenge strategically with good questions. The next area is support. Do you listen well? Do you understand things from your team member's perspective? And then finally is results. Do you help your team, your team members? Do you help? Do you help your team members set meaningful goals, hold them accountable, and help remove any roadblocks that they may have for, for success? All right, the third step in the leadership development model is daily management in Kaizen. Leader standard work is a tool that defines what a leader must do to ensure a successful day. We're going to dive deep into leader standard work here in just a minute. But daily accountability is key. By following your own daily standard work, you're going to begin to solve problems quickly, creatively, and permanently. Collaboration will become a regular occurrence as your coaching and developing of others becomes a regular habit. Personal productivity and time management are important to ensure complete success at the end of each day. And your leader standard work can help you with this. The concept of Kaizen is centered around making small changes to get better. However, in a Kaizen event, we seek to link those small changes to a more concentrated set of activities to drive towards a more aggressive breakthrough. All right. All right, let's move on to number four. The fourth step in the leadership development model is to create vision and align goals. Align all the Kaizen efforts that you might think of as the small pictures to ensure that the right big picture goals are accomplished. In other words, this is where bottom up meets top down. Right? Without guidance and channeling of efforts, Kaizen could lead to chaos. Two interlocking processes could be pursuing Kaizen that takes them in opposite directions. And at the center of development, the leader and the organization are actively involved in what in Japanese is called Hoshin Kanri. This method is the process of setting consensus goals for long-term improvement and deciding on the best allocation of efforts and resources to reach those goals. It's far more than, than the, the cascading goals process that is common in many companies using management by objectives. All companies have plans, goals, and targets. It's rare for leaders to be able to break these down and align their daily efforts in such a way that each work group understands and owns its portion of the big picture goals and has a clearly defined plan for how it will accomplish them. As a lean leader, you don't just set goals and targets that people struggle to achieve. Instead, you actively participate in translating those goals into concrete targets for improvement. And you coach the skills that are needed to ensure success. So what exactly is leader standard work? Right? And how can it help us to support those actions needed to develop and sustain a true culture of continuous improvement? Leader standard work is a tool that defines what a leader must do to ensure a successful day or a successful week or a successful month. It ensures process integrity. The best way to build and sustain a continuous improvement culture is incremental. As I said before, daily accountability is key. Here's another snapshot from the book. Uh, in question two of the book, I introduce the readers to leader standard work. If you're unfamiliar, that's okay. Let's think about 
that's think about it like, like time blocking, okay? So it helps to ensure leaders are in the right place at the right time, right? It provides a necessary list of the, the right activities that are gonna sustain your lean management system. The performance of leaders is directly correlated to where they're spending their time and when, right? So let me ask you, how do you change the behavior of an organization, right? We hit on this earlier. You do that by changing the behavior of the leaders, right? A different leadership system, a different management system. Leader standard work is a tool that can do just that. So everyone in your organization should be using some form of leader standard work. Now, it's going to look different depending on what your role is with the company, right? For example, executives may only have 10% of their time standardized with necessary activities, while managers might have half of their time dedicated to standard daily activities. We worked with one client who pulled their entire leadership team together and solicited ideas for what those necessary activities should be for each role. Some included a weekly third layer audit for executives, while others included hourly walkabouts by supervisors to check production status. The activities are gonna be different depending on your industry and your team, but I always recommend asking your team for their input. Pull them together and ask them, what are the activities, what are the behaviors that should be happening to support the direction that we're heading as an organization, to support that long-term vision, right? Make a list and use that list to develop what your daily and weekly activities should be. So why follow leader standard work? Well, if you're creating a culture that solves problems quickly, creatively, and permanently, leader standard work can help do that. Right? If you want a culture that collaborates instinctively, leader standard work can help you do that. If you want to make continual gains in performance, develop the next generation of leaders. Right, Deliver superior financial results. These are all benefits of implementing leader standard work as a tool in your organization. Let's look at an example of leader standard work. So this is one example from one of our clients that they use uh, with all of their uh, team leaders, their supervisors, their plant managers. Now, the tasks look different. Some, sometimes the sheets themselves look different, but this is a eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper that's printed out. Uh, it's used each day. You can see there's a date in the upper right-hand corner. Um, and you're, you're, again, your leader standard work should be a set of actions that each leader is responsible for, which supports the outcome or the results that you're looking for long-term. So examples of these types of actions might be uh, tiered meetings, Right, daily standard work, or sorry, standard work for for machines, uh, standard work checks, um, process process performance, gamble walks, continuous improvement activities, training, safety, uh, leader standard work review, HR related actions. Um, so I've seen papers like this. I've also seen workbooks. I've seen journals printed out for 365 days of the year. I've seen visual boards that help support a leader's, a leader's standard work. Um, either way, I would suggest experimenting with what's going to work for your organization. But you can see these are the daily tasks, right, that, that a, a leader might be accomplishing. And there's checkpoints where they can uh, use a, a, a pen or a pencil to, to check those and make sure that they get those daily tasks done. There's also an area for notes uh, on their daily standard work. And then this is also a great area where uh, leaders can take note of their maybe non-standard tasks, things that they weren't 
planning to do, but that took them maybe off course from what they uh, were planning to do that day. Um, and then tasks done multiple times a day over here on the right hand side. Um, you could also put in uh, tasks that are done on a weekly basis. Maybe there, maybe you separate them by day. What tasks are supposed to be done on Wednesday versus Monday? There's lots of different ways to slice and dice this, uh, but again, experiment and figure out what works best for your organization. In closing today, I'd like to spend some time talking about the six traits of a lean leader as a bit of a bonus for everybody listening today. So in 2015, John Hemelian wrote first about the six traits of a lean leader in his article published by the Process Excellence Network. As uh, an, an organization committed to cultural transformation, I believe that your leaders need to be intentional to, to develop these traits within themselves and also look for opportunities to incorporate them into your leader standard work. So I understand that um, these key traits in leaders are, important, are an important part of developing the right management system for your organization. Leaders need to be intentional to develop these traits within themselves. And then as I said, find ways to incorporate them into your leader standard work. So first let's talk about journey embracement and relentless pursuit of perfection. As I stated earlier, lean needs to be accepted and embraced by the organization and every single leader. Lean needs to be the way that you do work. It's not a tool or a step towards something else. Continuous improvement is, ne is a never-ending journey toward perfection. So many times I hear organizations who started on their lean journey just to quit when the going got tough. Your journey towards perfection will not be easy. Thomas Edison once said, opportunity is missed by most people because it's dressed in overalls and looks like hard work. <laughs> For anyone who knows Paul Akers, the CEO of FastCap, you know that he's a relentless maniac for lean, right? He's a cheerleader for continuous improvement. He's truly embracing the journey. He arrives at the office nearly every day, talking to everyone, asking them to show, show him their improvements. He creates videos of every little Kaizen and shows them to the whole company at the daily huddle. Paul celebrates loudly and visibly every single improvement, no matter how small, every single day. He's more excited about the improvement than most of the people making the improvements. How many presidents or CEOs are willing to make that level of commitment? Not very many. It takes hard work and total embracement of the journey. There's a reason fanatical customer focus is the center of a lean culture. Having a relentless focus on the customer is the path to sustained growth and profitability for any organization. This fanatical customer focus must become everyone's responsibilities, not just the leaders. The customer is the only reason you have a job. If they're not your focus, then you might as well go home because you're not needed, right? Every employee must understand what they need to do to maintain and add value to both the internal and the external or end customer. So number three was fanatical customer focus. The fourth trait is to become a champion of simplicity. You'll hear me say, keep it simple, right? The biggest reason so many leaders fail to maintain a robust, workable lean system is their desire for complexity. This desire seems to be human nature. We begin simple enough, but and we add more and more levels of complexity until eventually we have a system that takes so far and so it's so difficult to maintain, right? 
Uh, if, if we're working with human beings, we have to keep things as simple as possible or they're going to fall apart. Right? When I was serving in the Marine Corps, I was taught a valuable lesson about communicating strategy to all levels of the organization. And this lesson has become, has become known as Napoleon's Corporal. Napoleon recognized how vital it was to have an enlisted soldier in the planning process. So while creating battle plans and war strategies, Napoleon made sure that there was a corporal in the room. Once complete, he would ask the corporal if he completely understood the plan. Right? If the corporal said, yes, sir, then the general would carry out the plans knowing that it could be cascaded through the troops all the way down to the ground and that they would understand it well enough to execute it. But if the corporal didn't understand, then the group would continue working on the plan until the corporal did understand it. Another concept used in the military is the acronym KISS or keep it simple stupid, right? When communicating expectations to a team, they need to be communicated in a simple manner that everyone understands. All right, finally, the last two traits are living the Gemba lifestyle and authentic, upstanding, and respectful. If you know anything about the story of Numi, I believe it's worth mentioning here, right? Toyota was asked to partner with GM and the results were extraordinary. Toyota developed a culture of engaged problem solvers. They selected GM's Fremont plant for, for the Numi location, which was also considered to have, uh, in quotes here, the, the worst workforce in the automobile industry. And that was by uh, United Auto Workers. Sex, drugs, alcohol, gambling were all rampant on the job at this time. It's hard, it's hard to even imagine that. But those workers went to Japan for a full immersion in Toyota's production system. The traditional way of managing employees in the United States was top down and usually done from the office, right? This was quite different than in Japan where the leaders embraced a gamble, a Gemba style of leadership and respected the expertise of those closest to the value add work. In a traditional management system, employees are told about decisions after they're made and are expected to just do what they're told. Well, this coercive type of system does not provide respect to employees, right? So at Numi, after the full immersion in Toyota production system, the employees were empowered to make decisions, sometimes within boundaries, right? But standard work provided a baseline for, for a starting point for consistency. Employees measured their results based on a known expectation and they were cross-trained to move wherever the greatest need was. Leaders were placed at the Gemba, at the Gemba, where the value-add work was being done so that they could ask questions and help improve, sorry, help remove roadblocks, problem-solve, mentor, and coach, right? So where are you spending your time? Ask yourself that question and answer it honestly. Check yourself every day. Where are you spending your time? Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Lean Solutions Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to subscribe. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. If you feel so inclined, please give us a review. Thank you so much.